Hello everyone, welcome to Tea Time Reports. This is Trevor and this is the finale of Season 2. We have a really special episode planned for everyone today. I have Caden and Logan here, but I'm introducing uh, my grandmother, a very pure spirit, uh, someone who we love to talk to every day, and she's a massive part of the show and a friend of the show, and obviously family of the show. And uh, we're going to do a little kind of ballad slash interview uh, for the finale. So, um, Caden and Logan, do you guys want to yeah. introduce my mom here? Or so, a.k.a. Sharon Friel Carroll? Or a.k.a. The Menace to Society? <laughs> you call so, uh, mom, uh, give us a little rundown of you know where you grew up, how you grew up, and uh, what time you grew up. Well, I grew up, I was born in 44, so I grew up in the late 40s. 50s going into the 60s very interesting time and I grew up in probably the best place in the world as far as I'm concerned to grow up Philly mm. I just love the city and the, oh, yeah. you guys know how much I I mean it was such a, a neat place to grow up so you were born in 1944 mm-hmm. in Philadelphia in South Philly South Philly and we moved I don't remember the move but we moved probably when I was two or three to Southwest mm-hmm. Southwest, and there's like a town. Is there? Is it still in Philadelphia? Like yeah. the oh, city? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So oh you, yeah. It's all... You grew up in the city your whole yes. childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what was that kind of like growing up in a, a big city opposed to you know now you're living out in kind of like a country setting? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't it's, like it. It's just I'm used to the city. I'm used to the hubbub and the rushing around and the you know at night. I mean it was very hard. I think I told you this. When we first moved out here, it was like so quiet, I could not fall asleep. It was mm. just so quiet. You're used to that, like, white noise? Like, yes. when you're, like, just random noises at night, and now it is quiet out here. Mm. Except, not really, because sometimes in the in the silence, you find something that pisses you off. And there's <laughs> yeah, been a yeah. cricket outside my window for the past, like, eight days <laughs> that just won't shut up. So I know kind I, of what I you're saying there. I probably even notice it. No, we, <laughs> I know when we were up in Philly, your mom came out and she said, can you sweep that bus and everything? I said, oh, no, that's, oh, I love that. You could hear the, the air brakes on the buses yeah. and you could just love it. People yelling at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you always heard that. Yeah. What's your favorite spot in Philadelphia? And then maybe after that, if you want to talk about maybe like your first job in oh. Philadelphia. <laughs> well, actually, I worked. By that time, we had moved up because my mom was pretty sick. And so we moved up to Pennsburg. Small town. Didn't like a small town at mm. all. Um, and that was where I got my first job. Okay, so you didn't actually start working in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You were kind of already old enough to work, but you guys were right. from Philadelphia. Okay, right? Yeah. We but what growing up in Philadelphia, like, what was your favorite memory there? Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever have a favorite spot? The favorite spot was probably our porch because you always were out on the porch playing with the kids, or mm-hmm. you're down on the uh, sidewalk. We, you ever heard me talk about skip the curb? You put. One leg up and the other leg's down in the ditch, and then you go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's Skip whisper the down the lane. Mm. No. no. <laughs> that's Explain. when you all sit along the curb, yeah. and the first person whispers something into the ears of the next one. Oh, and telephone. Then, oh, is that what you that's call what it? We call no, we it, called yeah. it whisper down the lane. And mm. it was historical to us to hear what the person said and how it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it always was, came out different. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But what, would you like to like maybe name some of your 
childhood friends, like, and maybe yeah. talk about some stories with them, like growing up as kids, playing in the streets, and... The, the Smiths lived right next to us, even though you guys saw the house that we, the yeah. size of it, yeah. they had seven kids. And wow. Then, uh, the Deviases across the street and down had nine. For reference, would you mind, like, explaining how, like, where you lived? I know you lived in a row, a row home. I lived in a row home in, on a small side street mm. in Philly, and it had three bedrooms upstairs. The front bedroom was the biggest and was not very big. Then there was the middle room, which is where I slept, and then mm. there was the uh, little room, which had, it had a little desk, it had a little day bed in it, and that was it. It was that tiny. Mm. But it was considered a bedroom. So the Smiths and the, the Jones, or the Johnsons, you said? The Smiths, no, the Smiths, and then next to them lived the Walkers. That the was Walkers. Jimmy and Michael Walker. And okay. then next to them were the Neals, N-E-A-L-S, and then across the street there were the Tuckers and the Tyrannies and... That's crazy that you remember all oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. The Collins, and they... But, and they all had kids? A of, mm, yeah. And mm -hmm. you played with their, the kids and all that? Growing yeah. up and uh, working, you know, where, where you did, do you want to give us a little rundown on where you used to work and what was your first job? Uh, my first job was picking rotten peaches off a conveyor belt. I oh, got them. Bill Rubinsky got it for me, and it was horrible. I finally just started picking out any peaches at all, throwing them. Oh, you were just so at that boring. point, it was oh, just like, boy. this is terrible. So yeah. How much then, were you making for your, on that job? Oh, probably 25 cents. An, an hour? hour? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I even got paid a certain hour rate, he just gave us money mm -hmm. at the end oh, of the day. Oh, okay. So it was like so, a daily kind of thing. Yeah, it was like under the table, they would call it, <laughs> but yeah. it wasn't really, because I wasn't supposed to be working around machinery. I was 13. But what, like you always talk about it like every day, like you got to save money, look for deals and stuff like that. And yeah. you probably know that more than anyone that I know, like the value of just money. Mm -hmm. So I, like growing up, like how much like could, you know, what you made get you in a sense, you could live off of 25 cents an hour, not like comfortably, right. but like, it's crazy that that could actually feed you. And now you right. see where it's at. I remember my mom one time went shopping for two weeks for groceries and it was eighteen dollars. It was for two weeks worth of groceries, wow. and she had to get. And it. she got you know fruit, meat, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like wow, that's crazy to to think about that. Nowadays, eighteen dollars gets you not even a pack of steak, not even a quarter of a tank in your yeah. gas. No, we didn't get milk or bread because that was delivered. Mm -hmm. We had the milkman. Actually, was it glass bottles? And you hear them ch -ch 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 coming around, and we had a little container that was that was the milk crate and they would take the empties back and then put the new ones in and your first job you said you worked like you were you know picking rotten tomato uh, pe peaches <laughs> off of a conveyor belt I, I got a job at the what, shop what was that company called or was it like an independent just, kind of warehouse it was just a, no like it wasn't a, farm? a warehouse it was just a yeah an orchard okay where they grew peach trees and you told and me you said that was in Leesburg no, that was outside. I don't know where that was. It was somewhere outside of Pennsburg. Okay. I don't remember. Uh, outside of Pennsburg. Yeah. Growing up, uh, you told me a lot of stories about you and the hoagie shop you used to work yeah, at. Yeah. So I worked there. I loved yeah. working there. What was that place called? The Greenland Hoagie Shop. Still, it may now be closed, but it was still there several years ago. And where was it? It was in Greenland in Green Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. So how did you like that job working at the hoagie it. shop? I loved it. I really did. I mean, <laughs> well, what's not to love? I'm a teenager, and the it's the busiest time was in the summer. In the winter, through that time, it wasn't that great because in the summer they had all the camps, Boy Scout camps, and all this. So you had all the Boy Scout leaders coming in, and not the grown up, yeah. the teenagers, the counselors, and 
all the camps that were around there, all the counselors were from in the hobby shop. Hmm. So. And you had, you, what, you, your sister worked there with you, yeah. right? And tell us about your sister. Oh, my sister Kathy was a year, she's actually 13 months older than me, and she was my person that I used to say protected me. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. She just always made sure I was okay. Your guardian and angel, in She a sense. was, yeah. yeah. From what you always told me about her, she sounds like one of the most caring people oh, you'd always she, meet. I mean, she really. Tell us a story about, you know, maybe you and her at the hoagie shop, or like maybe growing up in, <laughs> in Philly. We would make what she called hand hoagies. She would take the meat and wrap it up in the cheese and wrap it up and then go in the back and eat it. <laughs> and we loved it when Claude, the owner's son, was working because he was really nice. Mr. and Mrs. Balduzzi were not that great. Mm. They, but that was their business. Yeah. So they were always on you about yeah. this. You told me a story about a girl stealing from her. Yeah. She stole money. Um, and they thought they knew who it was, but they told us that we could not, no one was allowed to work the register except the Balduzis, Mr. and Mrs. or Claude, their son. And uh, he was older, he was probably in his 30s at the time. And then one day, I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for him because Claude, they're, they're waiting to check out because I couldn't bring him up because of the register. And he said, go ahead and bring him up. We're not worried about you. We're not worried about your sister, which is really nice. So mm -hmm. we could use it as long as Linda, and the girl named Linda was the one they caught. Because when she was on, there was always money missing. So. Now, are you um, are you still in contact with anybody from your childhood that you still hang out Rosalie. with? Rosalie. Really? Lives down, oh yeah. She lives down in, um, outside of Naples. She's the one that the house, they went back to two foot of water in the house. And I just really? had, yeah, yeah. They just moved back in. Wow. A week. From Hurricane week. Ian, correct, yeah. yeah. Wow. Little up now. And where, you met Rosalie where? And when? I met, they moved up to where we lived at the time. And it was just something, she came over, she said, my mom wanted me to introduce me, uh, myself to you, because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be going to uh, high school with you guys. And <laughs> that was when we met. And, and what year was that? Since. That was probably in 1957. 1957, yeah. so that's... You're 13. Yeah, I mean, oh, wow. we just stayed friends. That's who I lived with to finish out high school. When my mom died, her, I was going to have to start a move to a different area and go to a high school that was all girl with, I think, a thousand in, the, in your grade, going from a co-ed school of 90 in the whole grade. Mm -hmm. And her mom approached Aunt Cass and said, why does Sharon stay with us for that to that's, finish out high school? Oh yeah, oh they were tremendous. That's, that's, that's yeah. amazing to, to have people like that. It's kind of definitely rare now, I feel oh. like. But So you grew up during a time, kind of a, a weird time in America where- Post-World War II. Yeah, post-World War II, there was a lot of division internally in, in terms of just what was going on socially in our country. What was it like just growing up during those times of, you know, just in, in injustice and just a, a bunch of, of yeah, a lot, a lot of that. crazy oh, yeah. stuff going on. I remember thinking they talk about the South being very racist, but there was also racism up north, but mm -hmm. it was just well hidden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's hard to fight or, something. Or that's ignored. You mean, or kind of ignored. Almost. Ignored by the people that could should have done something to change it. And yeah. for some reason, maybe because I lived in Pennsburg, Pennsburg 
it was not a real friendly place to us because it was a small town and we were older when we moved there and we just never really accepted. And as a result, I know that feeling of, oh my God, I'm a dirty Catholic, I'm a this, I'm a that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that was also prevalent, like religious division yeah. back then. Oh, that, yeah. You know, that, that made people just hate each other mm-hmm. for no reason. And I think it's crazy because like, you know, a lot of older people around your age, my own, I grew up in that era where, you know, white people were racist. Like I, I will say my grandpa, you know, God rest his soul, he was racist. He was, mm-hmm. but you know, he grew up in that era and you know, you don't seem to have a racist bone in your body at all. <laughs> I, and I, 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 I commend that. I have Pennsylvania Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that just left me, you know, there was a fellow that I met that was a friend of our family. His uh, daughter was in this program that Frank and I chaperoned for. And I remember saying to uh, your papa, I really like this family so much, but they're Pennsylvania Dutch. How can I like them? <laughs> but, but it just, me. you never, you like, he does have a point, like, especially, you know, people in your age group, like, that I've met are very straight to the, Stubborn. Straight, straight to the, you know, they don't beat around the bush. Yeah, they're very, very opinionated as well. Very mm-hmm. opinionated. And you're, you're opinionated, but like, <laughs> you're very uh, pure, like, pure, and also just open. like you're, you're full you, of you wisdom and experience. Or... Yeah. I don't, I don't see and you don't have anger. Way. Like you've you've been wronged by people that you know are close. You know you've had awful things happen to you, in, in the sense of losing your mother, and you still don't like carry that negatively. And but it's I just people that loved me. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was like you hear that thing, circle the wagon. I don't remember when my dad died because I was too little. But I know my grandma, Neil, took care of mm-hmm. Kathy and I because my mom had to work. Mm-hmm. And she took care of us. I showed you the picture of her. She was a rough, tough <laughs> <laughs> um, And then when my mom died, my sister Peggy, my brother Buddy, Kathy was the same age as me. They were about 18 years older than us. They stepped in. They were taking care of us. I mean, and you were how old? And Uncle Jim. I was 15 when 15. my mom died. Three when my dad died. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. 15 when mom died, but I had people that loved right. me, yeah. and they just sort of circled the wagon, they just... You think that's a, a very you know, important, just, you know, role for a, a lot of people, you know, you need strong people, you know, strong people makes a strong person, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, people you surround yourself with are the people that you reflect on the most, and I can tell that you, you had some strong people oh, around yeah. you, because you're one of the strongest people I've ever known, you know, I've ever met. Oh, thank and, you. <laughs> and you see, like, you know your parents passed away at a very young age for you and if that happened to some people they would immediately just go off the deep end exactly call it quits right but it seems like you you know you kept a level head you you kept pushing forward and one thing that that pop mentioned is that on his uh, episode we did is you always have a steady pace and you know the last year I've I've been living with you guys you know I've also seen that you kind of just move steady you know you you don't let anything get to you like you always just stay on that good steady pace and that's what it's been working for you, but I see that, you know, what you're saying, like, you had a strong people, a strong group of people around you, and, and I can see it now, because, you know, you see it in your grandkids, and even Casey, I mean, Casey's one of the strongest women I've ever met, and, and that's your daughter, she learned just from you, and, and, and Pop, obviously, but. Yeah, and my mom was that way. I was don't, again, I don't remember, my dad came over here from Ireland. The story was that he was in trouble over in Ireland, because he may have been doing something about the British and he didn't like the British. Um, mm. And I think probably got some of that, even though I was only three when he died, I think you still get an impression yeah. 
of him. And and my mom was so strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was just unbelievable, always in and out of the hospital. But you never knew how sick she was. You just, mm-hmm. she never, you know. And you think Hassan Uncle Jim. I mean, they just stepped in and <laughs> became guardians. I mean, like, how many people would do that, take on two teenagers and Rose, mom and dad? To say, no, 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 why don't you, why don't you stay with us? They already had two teenagers, and they were adding a third. And yeah. You brought up an interesting subject in talking about how your dad was kind of a, a fighter against yeah. you know the British and stuff like that. And that's still kind of a, a prevalent problem in mm-hmm. Ireland mm-hmm. is... You know, the IRA are still a big deal over there, and I know yeah. you went you went to Ireland during kind of the you know the heights almost of it, and uh, you, you were you were only Ireland for a short bit of time, a day and a half. Yeah, a day and a half. But uh, there's some events you can talk about. Well, when we got there, we were walking out. We settled into a bed and breakfast, and we decided to take a walk. And as we're walking down the street, there were Hummers driving around. And they had, it was the British, the Garda, I think that's how they pronounce it. They were, it was driver, and the back doors were open, and two of the um, guard were just sitting there on the back thing with Uzis in their hand. I mean, they just, because you never knew when something mm-hmm. was going to happen. Yeah. You know, it was so very... So you still think it's still that uh, unstable over there? I think it's always going to be, not always, I shouldn't say that. I think it is probably still... Hidden. Mm-hmm. I think there's still resistance. This is you see a lot of wars and a lot of disputes being about money, and those ones are the, usually the ones that will end. But when you're talking about the disputes that surpass money, those ones they'll never end. Mm-hmm. You look at that with you know Palestine and Israel, mm-hmm. that'll never end just yeah. because it's it deals with religion. It's people yeah. fighting for what they believe. Exactly, in. It's, and it's the same thing around when people fighting for what they believe in. And you're never going to be able to mute someone's beliefs. Mm-hmm. They felt that's their land. And the British came in and took, I think it was nine, uh, nine of the counties. And it turned it into Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. which is the British. Yeah. But yet, I also know now from having gone through Project Lurgan and having guys from over there come and stay with us in case... And, and what is that? Project, Project Lurgan was um, County Lurgan was a place where it was very poor, a lot of um, a lot of unemployment, and a lot of the, um, especially the guys that were unemployed, started getting into trouble. Yeah. They would start to fight for the uh, either the IRA or they would start to fight, and it was always what they did was they grouped together some Catholic, some Protestant, and you didn't know whether the person staying with you was Protestant or Catholic, they asked you not to ask them. Mm-hmm. And they spent a month with us, and then your mom went over for a month. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Though some, some before that, Frankie had gone over mm-hmm. for a month. So it was really, I mean, to hear them, to hear some of the stuff they were talking about was like, oh my God, how do you do this? How do you get through that? But there were a deep-seated animosity because they took our land Mm -hmm. Mm. but yet if you if the British were to just pull out it would be a bloodbath I mean you know because then so many that live there now who are British citizens they would probably attack them Mm -hmm. so I don't know what the answer is I know it's definitely that's a complicated situation Mm -hmm. as it has been for hundreds of years Mm -hmm. now but uh I guess moving forward a little bit, did you want to 
tell us how many, well, not us, because we all kind of know, but our listeners out there, how many children you have? And Five children, three biological, two are adopted. I figured I messed up the biological, so maybe if I adopted <laughs> them and they were older when I adopted them, it wouldn't be quite that bad. And then I took care of you boys and oh, ruined yeah. another generation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you did, did such a bad job. <laughs> and then we also have to mention... Uh, Little cousin Bobby and Bella. Bobby and Bella. Um, oh yeah. Shout out to them. Oh. Bobby just graduated. Uh, uh, what was it? Kindergarten. Yes. And Bella's probably just as smart as him, and she's <laughs> younger. And so. they, they tested Bobby and found that he's graduated from kindergarten. He's on a first grade level in reading and a second grade level in math. Wow. Yeah. He's a very smart dude. Mm-hmm. He's gonna but do good things. What are um. What are some of the struggles growing up? I mean, not not growing up, but uh, you know, raising five kids. It's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. I, you know, I. What was again, the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge, I think, was trying to be fair to everybody, mm-hmm. trying to give everybody the right amount of attention. As some days, it would be like, oh my god, I should have spent more time with them. I should have spent more. Your mom was very easy to raise. Mm-hmm. So easy. She never gave me any trouble, even during her teen years. She was always very, very good. She's she's a pretty independent woman. But like. she was. It wasn't only the independence. She just never gave us trouble. She, mm-hmm. you know, she was never. She would ma- not mouth off, but she would say stuff. I could always tell when I was losing her, though. I can <laughs> call it that, because I was at a meeting one time and I took her with me. She was only about five at the time, so I I could, didn't have a babysitter, so I took her with me. <laughs> And the one woman said, made a remark about, oh, I don't think that's a good idea, Sharon. And I see your mom turn around and look at her like this. I thought, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> She's going to be. So she said, what do you think about, and she started to ask Kate, your mom, something. And Casey just goes. Give <laughs> 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 a side eye. Oh, yeah. Like, if looks could kill. If looks could dead. kill. Yeah. But um, what was, like, one of the best memories then growing up, uh, raising five children in one household at one time? And did you want to also, like, specify two uh, adopted children from South Korea yeah. as well? Yeah, we, we had Bobby. Bobby was the mild one. Mm. And then there was Frankie, who was middle child at that time because it was at the time, for a while, he was the middle before we adopted Jenny and Megan. And... He, you fight for position. You're I'm a middle child. Yeah, yeah, you're a middle child. You would know that feeling of I've got to be something. He's the <laughs> oldest. He's known. He's the youngest. So he's known. What am I? And and I think that's what happened with Frankie. You just fight it. I love going down the shore with him, mm-hmm. and we camped. We liked camping. The shore, Jersey Shore. Oh yeah, Jersey Shore. I love. Yeah, my shore. mom loves the Jersey Shore too. Mm. She loves it. It's not the same as it used to be. I know that's but, what I keep hearing. Yeah, but it, it's, where did where did she go? Do you know? I, I don't know um, for, for sure, but we were, she used to go there all the time. Yeah, we were in North Wildwood. Yeah, she was we'll see. North yeah. Jersey. Yeah. No, not North Jersey. Oh. North Wildwood. It was South Jersey. Oh, was it? it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was she was full like North Jersey her whole life. Yeah. And then, yeah, once we moved down Probably here. Sea Island. Somewhere. Where would yeah. you guys go camping up there in, in that well, area? We, w- we didn't camp so much around Delaware or uh, Pennsylvania. We would go up to the New England. Mm-hmm. some gorgeous. And also New York State had some beautiful mm-hmm. campgrounds. We would go down to um, 
West Virginia and Virginia. West Virginia had some really cool places, too. Um, what was a place in New York State that you really liked to park? Binghamton. 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 I'm pretty sure it was called Binghamton State Park. I, it was gorgeous. It was absolutely beautiful. Did you ever see, like, any bears or anything up there? No, but <laughs> there was a time, one place, we went out to uh, Dorney, not Dorney Park, Hershey Park, mm-hmm. and we camped there at a campground around it. And we're outside, and Pop-Up had to go up to the bathroom, and I, all of a sudden, about 10 minutes later, his I'm like, what? I said, Frank, where are you? And I look out, he's up on top of the car. Not just on there, all the way to the boot. Why? What? <laughs> because there were skunks. Oh, God. <coughs> and he saw a skunk, and he said, it started to walk towards me. So he jumped in <laughs> the car. You didn't want to get sprayed. You smell like I, crap. I can, just, for... I can just imagine Pop-Up on the top of the car trying to hide away from a skunk. And then, of course, I was a very big help to him. I couldn't stop laughing. I said, you do you look like on the top of the car? He goes, do you know what I'd look like if that thing squirted me? He said, there's that one there, and then there's another one over there. I can hear him. And the next day I was asking, they had rangers there, the um, state rangers. And I said, a lot of trouble with skunks. He said, oh, yeah, we're skunk haven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. He I, said, just tell your husband, don't mess with them, and they won't bother you. At Hershey Park? Well, it wasn't at Hershey Park itself, but oh. it was right outside of Hershey okay. Park. We were camping there, so we'd go to Hershey. And where was that? Uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Hershey, Pennsylvania. And we were staying, I think, around Hanover. That's where, the, that's where the chocolate mm-hmm. comes from. Yeah. And Coke and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we um, went to tour the factory, at that time, they didn't have the building like they do now. We actually toured the real factory. The Hershey factory? Or yep. The, uh, mm-hmm. the Hershey wow. factory. How was that? It was so cool to see it. I mean, all these big machines and everything are going off. And you were behind. You're walking, a lot of the areas, you're walking through an aisle and it's all glass. because they, I heard um, um, I heard a little thing about how the, the whole town, or at least like surrounding the, the factory, kind of into everything smells like chocolate. Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, really? and when you're leaving, I don't know what they do now, but as we were leaving, you know, they still make them huge chocolate Hershey bars. Yeah, the king size Hershey. They give yeah. everybody one of those. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's... Man, I, might, I might have to go check out that. <laughs> well, you know, they don't do that in the factory oh. anymore. They have they built a building that you now tour. That's so lame. Oh, it is. Like, that's yeah. that's yeah. beyond <laughs> lame. That's like the one point I'm going to go there. So like, I, I wasn't... Now I'm not going. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. care now. If exactly. I can't go see the factory. If you go... What's the point? See if they have the huge Ferris wheel. Did, like, were you able to see, like, the chocolate getting made and, yeah. like, processed big, and stuff? That's what they were. Stirred? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, nobody cool. was stirring it, but you could see the machines stirring mm-hmm. it around, yeah. And then they have these, like, mold-type things, and it mm-hmm. goes along, and, and then... Was, like, was Hershey, did that, like, pop up when you were growing up, or is that... Yeah, Hershey, like, we wanted to go to Hershey Park. That was it, like, do you know when it was originated? <laughs> like, was that before you were born? Yeah. Probably. Okay, okay, I was just curious, but... And that's really cool that you actually got to tour the factory, like that 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 kind of authenticity and like sneak peek behind those kind of closed doors <laughs> yeah. isn't allowed anymore because those are like massive secrets now. I'm sure. Somebody was talking about we used to call him Billy Penn on top of the Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania Philadelphia City Hall. Billy Penn was on the top of it. Yeah. And <laughs> you could go up right up in the elevator, then you had to walk upstairs to a certain area. And there was a walkway that went around, and he was like right up here. It was still pretty far. You wouldn't be able to touch him or anything. 
but you could walk around looking at them. I don't think they do that anymore. Mm. I think they said they're afraid somebody would throw somebody off of it. <laughs> but <coughs> and fill it up your zoo. <coughs> yeah, get, 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 a, get a drink. Yeah. You're more than welcome to. Um, but another thing, yeah, if you wanted to go into the Philadelphia Zoo, that'd be pretty cool. And oh, love I mean, any good stories from there that you have? Um, I have one of when I was little. Aunt Cash used to always say that you always have to go to the zoo in the hottest day in the summer. I love the zoo. You could have taken me there every day and I would have loved it. Mm -hmm. So we're going through and Aunt Mary, somehow Aunt Cash talked Aunt Mary into going along with us. And we're standing where the, um, the I think they call it the ape house. I forget what they call it. But there was an orangutan there. And you know what an orangutan mm -hmm. looks like? They're yeah. not they're very, very attractive. <laughs> very smart though. They are very smart, yeah. <laughs> With this thing, Mary's looking at it. She's, oh my God, that thing's so ugly. <laughs> he picked up an orange and just threw it at her. Like a new. Fortunately, <laughs> Fortunately, they had either plexiglass or something around the thing. Apparently, it did that a lot, and so it hit the glass. But Mary's like, oh my God, he knows what I said. And you know what's funny is that they don't miss either. Yeah. Like, I was at a chimp uh, zoo one time, and they had an orangutan. And it was like, it was like a same orangutan that was in some car commercials. And I was, me and my dad go back to take a selfie, and the thing spits on us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it just spits it, on us. Did it? And then we were asking the uh, the people that work at the zoo, and they're like, yeah, it purrs at the women and spits on men. Ah. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this dude's an asshole. <laughs> Do you guys remember the place we used to go to, Big Cat Rescue? Oh, yeah. One time we went... My mother, when you were little, I mean, you were so tiny, you were in a stroller, you couldn't even walk around with us. And we're going to the different animals. Have you ever been there? Mm, it's not. really a cool place to go. I don't think it's a thing anymore. Oh. What uh, are you talking about? Big Cat Rescue. Oh, no, I think they are closing down, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The one up in Tampa? I think so, yeah. Oh, it's this massive, shame. like, I'm talking panthers, leopards. Really? Yeah. Like, you remember Tiger King? Remember Tiger King? Yeah. yeah, it's his place, right? <laughs> no, no, it's, no, uh, it's like his, her, I mean, his uh, arch nemesis. Really? It, yeah. It's her, whatever her name is. Carol Baskin's. Carol Baskin's place. Wow. And yeah, uh, I was thinking of it, I was like, is that, is that, is that whatever her name is? Yeah, like, Carol Baskin. Yeah. that her husband, she... Yeah, she fed her husband to the... That's, to what, that's what our mom used to say as well. You never know. He was never found. Yeah, you never know. They found a plane, an empty plane, like, in the, in the Keys, and he, he never... Now she's saying he's anymore. alive. Yeah, I, I don't even know. It's just a joke, but I I I, I miss going there. Like and yeah. and to uh, Mosey. I loved to. Oh, when you took I used us to Mosey in to Tampa. Take you guys to Mosey. They had this zip like the zip line. The zip line, yes, but also that like what happened to that place, man? Like they were just nerfed. expanding, and yeah. they had so many cool things. And yeah, the IMAX theater was there. They had the nail bed. Um, they had, had dude. A... They had that whole creative playing center, like and the. Oh. Field trips and the Publix thing where you could go through and yeah, you could literally pretend like you were working. Like I know yeah. it wasn't like that, like no, it was intuitive, neat, it really but like was. they brought so many different field trips of kids there. They had that one thing where you could like hop in and then it would be like a rotating cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd be on a roller start, coaster yeah. or something. Oh, that yes. thing was so cool. I would go on that like five times. Do you remember the time we went? And there was a big thing with magnets, huge magnet, and you were playing with the thing. And I finally thought, what the heck's going on? Yeah, it was upstairs. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> they had the storm simulator for hurricanes, mm. tornado. Like, bro, what happened to that? No, the biggest like, that was, thing, I would still be going. To, yeah. like, that was actually a nice like little place. Yeah. The IMAX was there. Yeah, I remember that. The biggest like, thing I remember is 
it was uh, way Come before on, it was before the Teslas were coming out and everything. Mm. And at the time, this was the I think it was one of two self-driving cars yes. in the entire world, and they had it at Mosey. At the I remember that. We there. Yeah. Mm. And so we hopped on, and it, it can only go like forward and backwards on a set track. Yeah. So it was very like primitive to what we have considering the Tesla. But that was, you know, before this was like 09, exactly. Like, we're talking 09 to like 2015. But you guys were amazed. Oh, yeah, no. You know what else you loved? Remember the ice cream, space ice cream? Oh, yeah. It was dried ice cream. Oh, yeah. No, astronaut. Astronaut. Astronaut, too. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely good times at Mosey. And Tampa needs to bring that place back if they hear this. I didn't know it's not. They shut it down, I think. No, no, I think they, no, they didn't shut it. I'm pretty sure they just shut down that building. They put it in another building, but it's nerfed. Like, there's no reason to even go there. Oh, it's just like a museum type thing? I would assume so, yeah. Okay, because I have not been inside if it is a new building, because I thought they closed it down. Because I, I went past it, and it was like, it was all shut they down. They were going to be moving, too, like you were saying. Yeah, were maybe they didn't move. move. Maybe they didn't move. I don't know. But well, they're not close they to us. No. Hell no. That's unfortunate. The other place you guys liked a lot was G Wiz in Sarasota. And oh, yeah, G Wiz. They closed that to renovate it, supposedly, and then never yeah, was able to get funding. Wow. G Wiz. Yeah, I remember they had a massive yeah. outdoor playground. Mm-hmm. Ma- like, literally the biggest playground I've ever been on. Oh, and another massive. place that she used to bring us to along was Jumping Fun. Oh, yeah. Jumping yeah. Fun, yeah. That's where Justin works out. Justin. Does he really? Shout out to Justin, yeah. Um, but what, what would be another great memory and maybe of like adulthood in Philadelphia? Like where, where did you, another good question would be like in, as far as the Northeastern part of the country, like where have you lived? You seem like I've, you've kind of been through a couple states there. Yeah. Never lived in them, but uh, mm. we've gone up as far as Maine. We did camp up in Maine okay. one time, but, um, just for overnight and, I mean, we seemed to stay on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we came down three times to Disney World. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, as long as we've lived here, I think I've been to Disney World once. Really? Yet, yeah. Never because been. Because it was a big deal. And honestly, now, you're not really missing nothing. It's, yeah. it's just really, it's really hot. There's a lot of people. Everything's expensive. It's nice if you have kids. Like yeah. Little kids. But you're, it's like, also, I get that a lot, like, especially living in Florida, it's like, and you'll tell someone you live in Florida, and they're like, oh, you're going to Disney a lot. No. Like, really. no I've like, never been there. People who live here, people who live never here, we not to go. To Disney World, yeah. no. Like, I, I've been to Disney, like, maybe... Times, yeah. I've been I, to Epcot. I can't, I can, I can only count how many times I've been to Disney on my, on my one hand. But, I mean, no, I just... But, but, tell us some of those times about Disney World back in the day. Wow. Like, what years did you go? How different like, do you... Like, were the experiences? I mom was. But we did have to take... So, like, 70s or... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Probably seven, mid-70s, maybe. So, like... And we surprised them one Easter. Wow. Told them we were going to... Star Wars work. didn't come out or did it? No, I hadn't. No, did you no. guys drive or did you fly? We drove, because we camped. Mm, okay. So, we had a little pop-up that we hooked onto the back mm. of the car. Mm. Oh, pop-up, okay. A little pop-up yeah. trailer, okay. Oh, yeah, it was really... I liked that. Pretty cool. Really fun. Mm-hmm. It was small enough, too, as the boys got older... We had to have another tent, a little pup tent, like, that they would sleep in. You know. mm, okay, so, like, just so that you guys would be able to fit in the trailer? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was one of those where you, uh, to sleep, <laughs> you formed a bed by taking the dining room table and putting it down. Yeah, everything's, um, like, space efficient. Everything, and they really do a good job. Of, now, you had um, your mama, Carol, 
Pop-Pop's mom said one time, where's the bathroom? I said, at the campground. <laughs> she was like... It's a public restroom. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because... I, I, have a, I have a question. So, I want to dial back a little bit. Okay. Um, so, how old were you when, when you met Pop? How did you meet him? And how did you know that he was your husband? And how did you know he was the man you wanted to have a family with? We actually, I was going out, supposed to go out with some other guy. My friend, um, Rosemary, wanted, well, you did meet Rosemary. Um, yeah. She wanted me to go out with this kid named Richie. And it was supposed to be all arranged. And so she called, she was talking to her boyfriend, Bill, who was a very close friend with Pop Pop. Mm -hmm. And they happened to, I forget where they were at, but when she was talking to Bill, she said, yeah, I want to, you know, we're going to go out Saturday night, okay, right? We got it all set up. He said, yeah, yeah. And Pop-Up heard him talking, and he said, what are you doing? He said, I'm getting a friend of Rose. Uh, we're going to go on a double date. And he goes, what about me? I just broke up with Jerry, and what about me? And so, I can picture Pop saying that. Too. Yeah, and so I went out with him instead. He finessed. Yeah. <laughs> he finessed the bag. He finessed the bag and came and, away with the riz. <laughs> I can't tell you what. I mean, we just clicked immediately as soon as, you know, well, I shouldn't say that. At first I was like, I don't know about this guy. He was, you know, and then we went out, he asked me if we could go out again. So we went out to bowl and I thought, anybody that puts up with me bowling. Is this like, you two? Yeah, just okay. two of us the second time. And he was like, my God, here, let me show you how to do it. I don't care how you do it. I just throw the ball. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how long have you and Pops, AKA Frank, AKA the Butch, uh, been married? <laughs> uh, how long will it be? This upcoming Yeah, it'll year. be 58 years. Wow. Holy shit. I think. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's so rare. Yeah. I mean, even even if you're a year off, I mean, it's just, my reaction's still the same. Yeah. You no, just don't um, find that anymore. How do you know that like he was a man you wanted to have kids with start a family with? Know. Hmm. You know. He was the only person I'd ever dated that I could picture myself mm -hmm. married to, spending the rest of my life with them. You just know. I. Yeah. That sounds really bad, but that no, makes sense. No, though, yeah. Now, like you said, you and Papa have been together for fifty-eight years now. So, what do you think it is nowadays? What you know, relationships are so hard that you know is different back from back then to what it is now. You know, when I was growing up, I knew what I was going to do was eventually. You know, I'd work after I, high school and all, and then I knew that I'd meet somebody, get married, have children. You just know mm -hmm. that that's what's going to happen. And that was your life. And nowadays, there's so many choices mm -hmm. that, you know, you, you just, I mean, it was like mapped out for me. All right. And even in, I mean, when you were growing up, you know, obviously women didn't have as much freedom as they do now. Like that, now I think women are a lot more independent, I'd say. Like, you know, I can't speak, but we're... um. I forgot I was going with that. But yeah, it's, you know, back then women didn't really have as much of a voice as they do now, I guess you could say. But see, I think I grew up... When it started to... Not, not that so much. I grew up, my mom was a very strong woman. Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of instilled in you always. Yeah, because she had to, you know, she, <laughs> I used to laugh about it. How many times have you been married? How many husbands did you kill off? Um, she was married to one man and then he was apparently drank a lot and that's when she had Buddy and Peggy mm -hmm. and then I don't know if they, they divorced I don't know what happened to him and then supposedly she got married in between meeting my that guy and meeting my dad and so she and my dad died they didn't have he was a bartender mm -hmm. 
and she was a waitress in the uh, taffy that he worked in. So really, yeah, I mean that was. So she she had to step in. She had no husband. She had no father for her kids. Wow. And I mean, I think, and my mom instilled in us that it doesn't matter mm-hmm. whether you're male, female, doesn't matter. Black, you be proud of the fact you are. Yeah, you yeah. are. And that's, as, I mean, for that time, for someone to have an open mind like that, I mean, it's commendable. It it's really commendable. is. Because, you know, back then, you know, everybody was very stern the way they thought, but, you know. Yeah, close-minded. Right, very people. close-minded, yeah. I just, yeah, I just wanted to back Even now, a tiny bit. Um, what do you think was just the main, like, recipe for success between you just, you know, having that long of a marriage? Like, what what do you think that you did, you know, to make it work last yeah. that long? You know, that, that a lot of people else aren't doing. You don't give up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and marriage is not something, oh, you get married and you, marriage is hard. You mm-hmm. have to work at being married. Somebody said, or pop-up said to me one time, oh, when I go, when I kick the bucket, you're going to get married again. I said, I would never get married again. It's too hard. <laughs> it is, though. It, it is. is. It's hard work. You have to. But also, I know you're loyal to Pop. Oh yeah, because you guys are you guys are 24 years old right now. You guys got a lot of life to live still. So yeah, you know, every birthday it goes to. backwards. Remember, we've been we've been playing that game for nearly for 20 me. years now. So did you ever hear they did that? Mm-mm. They started backing up. So when I think when I was in my 60s and I was hitting 65 or something, um, one of them I think it was you, Trevor. Said, no, you're actually 60. And I said, we're going to take you backwards. I said, up. Oh, Age is a mindset, and you're the perfect example of that. So, uh, I, no, seriously, like you have so much life and wisdom. I mean, you 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 go out in public now. I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but like people your age, and again, not slighting you or trying to be rude in any way. Like I see them out in public and stuff. They just don't have any life to them. They're just yeah. moped over. They're senseless. You know, there's. I don't know. You, you still have that vibrance to you and pop sharpness. sharpness. Yeah, seriously, yeah. the sharpness, and you still. Like feel like you, I feel like you still fully give a there. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and it's one of those things. That a lot it's of it is thanks to you guys, though, too. I mean, you have to recognize, and you really, really do, because I don't. I'm. I know it. I don't say it anymore because you keep saying no, no, no. It's fine. I just feel that I was embarrassing them because I'm so crooked and I'm so. This. No, no. <laughs> You always you said that when we were kids, and we always were like, no, no one's embarrassed of you at all. And like, one of you said, no, Mom, sometimes it's nice to have a crooked mom. <laughs> I think it was Brady. I, I mean, you are who you are. you got to work with yeah. what you got. You we know? had no filter, and you also had no filter. <laughs> no, I, I know. <laughs> I, I'm aware. And I just want to say that screwed. I taught people, I taught my mom how to dap people up. <laughs> yes, my mom knows now. She's a part of that yes. uh, that uh, that wave. Oh, yeah. So if you ever see her in public, yeah. dab her up, <laughs> dab her up. So I have a question. Okay. So you know you're almost seventy nine now, right? Yeah, you had to remind me that I don't like. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> almost fifty. So anyway, almost but, 50. No, I don't mind the age. I would. I don't mind being eighty. I just don't like odd years. I don't like odd numbers. Oh, okay. <laughs> but so what? What is something that? you know, you wish you could tell your younger self, some, some advice you'd give to yourself. Mm. Don't get so worried about things. Mm. It's, you know, it doesn't matter. Things are, mm. everything's going to work out. Yeah, everything, every, people are just too caught up in one moment that they can't see the bigger picture. Yeah, I, when you're younger, I think you do. It's like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then as you get to be my age, it's like, oh, like I, you know, I've said this too many times, life is too short to hassle the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. I saw this one quote and it, it I don't know the exact numbers, but 
we'll just use 80,000. And basically it said like there's 80,000 seconds in the day, whatever it is. Oh, don't let those 10, like don't let those 10 seconds ruin the other 79,990, whatever the number is, seconds it's true, per though. day, you know? And I feel like that kind of, you know, hits home with what you just said. And I agree with it. I mean, no. don't ruin today by worrying about tomorrow. Right. Or Maybe. that as well. Anxiety. People have a lot of, people also, like nowadays, a lot of anxiety. You know, I think that's, social media has a lot to do with that. Um, the distractions. You said distractions, it perfectly. The yeah. amount of choices that have increased oh, in yeah. everyone's life. And you're right. Like, it's, choice, it's purely choices. Like, yeah. do you need to make that social media account? Do you need to subscribe to that porn star on OnlyFans? Yeah. Do you need to do this? Do you need to race this guy on I-95 and wreck your car and wrap your Mustang around a pole? No. You know, do you need to do some of these yeah. things? No. Do you need to do an eight ball of crack? No. 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 You want to. There there weren't, like, that many options, I feel like, and back then. It was kind yeah. of a simpler, like, this go is, at it, this you is know? Not I like, simple. Oh, I feel like that's the, like... Back then, I wouldn't say it was almost scripted. But I'm not saying it's no. easier. No, but, but no, like it was. It was. I don't want to say that simple. because it takes it away. It takes away from like the that time. Back then, you know, yeah, like worked hard back then. I don't want to take anything away from anyone, but like you're right. There's just so many distractions and choices now. It's so toxic. Mm-hmm. But like, even it's so toxic. A couple of days ago, you were talking about how you grew up in Christian school and you Catholic. Know, some uh, Catholic, Catholic well, schools. And, you know, the girls would grow up and, you know, they're nuns. They're meant to be nuns. You grow up, you're a nun. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I feel like nowadays, just because there is so many more choices and options and, you know, things for people to do, it's 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 not as, you know, scripted or by the book. Set in. Exactly. Set in you feel like that is, I feel like that is definitely a plus, but there are definitely ways where that, you know, is exploited in a bad way. Because if somebody wants to just get married, have kids, raise a family, sometimes not not by you guys, but society can sometimes look down on you. You've got to have a career. You've got to have... Not necessarily. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah. I don't see that. I do think that kids... I am amazed when people are deciding not to have children. I'm like, oh my God, you're missing so much. Yeah, there's times when it's it's hard, but there's other times that... Kids and you guys, you know, when you said to me one time, didn't they give you a lot of trouble? They really didn't. I mean, I could take them to Mosey and you guys were good. Yeah, we're pretty preoccupied as well. Like, we're, you know, in our own heads most of the time, I feel like. But it's just, you know, most kids nowadays, because we were in that kind of final wave of, like, technology really wasn't given to kids like that. Exactly. I I had a childhood. I was able to play outside Mm -hmm. and... And I feel like our our generation was the last that really got I, that, you know. Yeah, got at least got a portion of it. Yeah, but like like growing up, instead of you know, mom handing me an iPhone, she handed me a DS. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah, a DS, or you know, if anything, you just went out and played outside with your friends. Yeah, exactly. play dates set up at the played park the or something. That's what we used to do though too. We always played with friends. We mm-hmm. were always outside when a whole bunch of chicken pox was going around. Neighbor and I had gotten it too. We had a sign on the porch, this is in Philly, saying, If you've had the chicken pox, you're allowed to come in. If you haven't had the chicken pox, stay away. <laughs> I would also like to briefly just kind of circle back to, I guess, your love for Philadelphia and some of like the sports scenes. Yes, I know yes, you're a yes. massive sports person, probably 
bigger than any of us in all reality. You know more about baseball than I do. You know more about your hockey team. You know more about the Eagles yeah. history than any of us have because you've been able to experience watch, and watch, watch it. it. Yeah. Um, but go ahead and tell us about your love for Philadelphia sports, and I definitely have a couple USFL questions too. For you. <laughs> so just I hate to say that, but I, I no, don't. No, before I before we get into that, I, I I wanted to say this real quick. So my mom, you were just talking about you know what people are missing when they start a family. So this kind of ties into sports. So. The uh, Chiefs kicker, Harrison Bucker, he just recently graduated from his college, wherever it was, and um, he gave a speech, and his last pinpoint, he said, he's number seven with the Chiefs, I'm sure you've probably seen him, but he said, I can offer one controversial antidote that I believe will have a lasting impact for generations to come, get married and start a family, and that's the one thing he made sure to say in his, in his speech, so I just wanted to say that real quick, it's kind of tied into what you yeah. said, but, but, as, but go ahead with Trevor's question, you know, how did the... How did the Philadelphia sports impact you? You know, how much do you love them? I started loving that my first thing was the Phillies. Mm -hmm. Because apparently I was the only one that would go with Uncle Jim. It was Connie Mack Stadium. Mm -hmm. You just go up to Connie Mack Stadium. You'd go into a center and take the trolley in and then take the Broad Street subway up to uh, Connie Mack. And I just would always go with them. Mm -hmm. And I, <laughs> we, I realized that that... The only thing I remember that park is wood. It seemed to be a lot of wood, and it was a gorgeous park, big, huge things. And now I realize, I told Pop-Up one time, yeah, we used to stand in the back a lot of times. And he said, yeah, because the tickets that your, your Uncle Jim was able to get were probably, and they were, they were behind things. They were blocked. That's mm. what he got, what he, what he could afford. And so that, and we never went to an Eagles game, mm. but that was because they were so expensive. Yeah. But I know... You love the Eagles. Oh, I love the Eagles. Just you're a diehard fan. Um, I know you're a Phillies fan. You could list off, like, if I had said list me off the 1962 <laughs> oh, Phillies 1980, team. I can tell you the whole team. <laughs> 1980? Yeah. Let me, get, let me hear it. First base was Pete Rose. Second base was Ted Sizemore usually. And then the shortstop was Larry Boa. I'm yeah. already impressed. <laughs> Third baseman was Mike Schmidt. Um, I don't remember all of the different pitchers, but Steve Carlton. Who's a reliever? Who's a reliever? Um, Gene Garber. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even name the Giants team two years left ago. Left outfielder. The left out left yep. was Bake McBride a lot of times. Center was Gary Maddox, and left field was. Wow. Guess who? Greg Lazinski. Jeez. <laughs> and how good were they? Oh. Lazinski was so good. Michael Schmidt. That seems like a super team. Just oh, they were. Just, they just listed off these guys that I don't personally but I, know. I caught, but I caught a few names, yeah, though. Mike, I did. Maddox. <laughs> I know Maddox. Mike Schmidt. You know Gary Schmitt. Maddox was just tremendous. You know Pete Rose, too. Pete, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pete Rose. Oh, yeah. Pete Rose. He's on. I hated that. Pete Rose. Everyone hated Pete Rose. Rose. Well, until he joined the Phillies. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he got trouble for betting, right? That's what it was. Pardon? He got trouble for betting, right? He was betting. He, yes, he yeah. was betting, and he was betting on his own team. Right? And he was out. He's not in the Hall of Fame, right? For that reason. Excuse I, us. Kate shot the water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know that. Um, I don't know if they have ever officially said he's never going to be allowed in, but mm -hmm. probably not. He, <laughs> probably I, probably I you're gambling. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he probably belonged in there, but he did something terrible. I mean, he shouldn't have bet against his own team. Yeah. I mean, he shouldn't bet, period. But, I... Um, now, I, I do 
Do you have you been watching the 76ers your whole life not, or not really? No, not really. Basketball was never my thing. Mm-hmm. It was mainly How about hockey? Hockey? I just knew about them a lot. I knew the Broad Street Bullies and I you know, I did meet Ed Van Em. Do you remember him? Mm-hmm. I I know the name. Yeah. He was a monster on the ice. <laughs> and meet him, he's a perfect gentleman. Mm-hmm. He was really nice. So mild man. When was this? Eighties. This was in the seventies. Okay, so not the steroid era. No, no. like right before it though. Probably. So, first. It's okay. funny because like yeah. for the NFL players, I'm sure you could say the same for hockey players because you know physical sport. But they say that the meanest guys on the field, in this case on the ice, are always the nicest guys off. And I feel like it's a with Ty Cobb as well. I feel like you know I don't hear a lot of people you know trash talking Ty Cobb off the field, but you know on the field everyone hated him. The thing, the fellow I feel the worst for, and your name, that your middle name is. Oh yeah. Shoeless Joe yeah, Jackson. Yeah, Jackson. Uh, all he wanted to oh, do. Oh, Joe was Jackson. Play. He's NBA, yeah. right? You said NBA. He's a basketball player, right? No. No, no. Baseball. Yeah. No, Shoeless Joe oh. Jackson. He was yeah. the one that got hung up. Oh, Jim Jackson was. Jim was Jim yeah. Jackson was an NBA player. Yeah. You were White Sox, right? He was in the White Sox, the the, Sox for throwing the World Series. He threw the World Series? Well, he got accused of throwing the World Series. He didn't. He, he did. There's a lot of, a bunch of evidence saying that he didn't, but there's also a shitload of evidence saying that a did. lot of his, okay. no, 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 there's not a lot of evidence that he did. There's a lot of evidence that all of his, play, all of his teammates did. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And he was a very, he was comfortable. Mm-hmm. Not real, real smart, right? Mm, yeah, wasn't All smart, he wanted to do was play baseball, and they took it away from him. Mm, they, wow. They, they abandoned him from the league. Yeah. And, and, you know what? I was, I was about to say that I feel like back then it's, a lot easier to do that than now, but we just saw the Astros do that mm-hmm. four years ago, five years ago. Whatever they were cheating uh, in a fucked way. Yeah. They they were banging trash cans to learn people's yeah. pitch counts, and yeah. it was it was fucked. Yeah, the White Sox. Just That's got a genius offered. way to do it. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny. I went to the Rays Astros game uh, recently. I, I I couldn't tell you what game it was or anything like that. I'm not that into baseball, but the Rays won it. I think it was the only game in the series they won against them, um, but. A ton of like even to this day like that Astros cheated like what five years ago whatever it was and even to this day like when I was there people were still shitting on the Astros. No, you have to because they literally <laughs> yeah. got their rings taken right. away. Yeah, like people because were still they, shitting on yeah, them. They won the yeah. series that way. They won the World Series that way. They but were cheating in the World Series. I think they won it last crazy. year though. So they, they yeah, they did. Yeah, they, but like still, yeah. I mean, I mean it's still bush league. Who knows? Yeah, well, you know, you don't know if they perfected another way. But, but I, that's something that people will always shit on the Astros for. Yeah, always, but, dude. That's yeah. people, it's our generation. You talk about Bill Belichick. You also got to bring up Deflategate. Yeah, and, oh, and Spygate. Know. You got to bring it out because yeah. like you know maybe he didn't know, but why the hell is an assistant going and filming stuff that he shouldn't be doing? But. That's a whole other dark side of sports for sure, but I do want to ask you about the Philadelphia Stars <laughs> and the USFL. I, they uh, they went to the championship last year. Yep. Case Cookus broke his leg oh, in the championship the game, and now they've won three in a row, uh, two in a row. Two Excuse me. Row. They're three and three. They're the best in the North. I wish. It's kind of sad. It's sad, but <laughs> do you think that? They can do what they did last year, turn it around mid-season. I, I think they can. Okay. With K- I like Cookus. Cookus. Case Cookus, yeah. Um, you call him Chef Cookus. <laughs> That's Chef what they call him. He cooks it up. I like yesterday. It seemed like he's getting more protection. But again, I don't. Yeah. I can't watch it the way you guys do. No, no, you do. You watch sports. Anyone can I watch, watch sports it, but I like, don't understand. analytically. No, I mean, if I like a team and they call a penalty on them... I- they didn't do that. 
And you actually did. But no, I yeah. Did. You're, bi- you're a biased oh, fan, sorry. but I know you love the Stars because they're from Philly. It's a Philly team. They have like a little. Helmets. They have a history. They they played in the eighties, and there's never been a USFL season where the Stars have not been in the championship game. They've only won it one time. They need to show up and do it this year with Case Cookus. Um, they again, they they're three and three. What have you gotten from the Stars that you know maybe you haven't gotten it's, from another team? Fewer teams, fewer players. I'm beginning to. The names are becoming very familiar to me, so I like that. I like fewer teams because I can watch the different yeah. teams. Yeah, and you can it's, get it. Mm-hmm. You can follow it more mm-hmm. in depth. But maybe what was your? Do you know who your running backs are? Do you know who the wide receivers? No, receiver? not not. I can no. help you out. Dexter okay. Williams is number twenty-seven, and number five is Matt Colburn, uh, the second. He played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. In the Hall of Fame game before the preseason last That's number year. five, right? Number five. He's yeah. looking pretty good too. He looked good last game, but their rush attack is the worst in the league just because yeah, of that O line. line yeah. Um, but they look they look you know not great, but their defense scored and their special teams is working and they're winning games because of it. So I think that they look you know they're they're gonna probably make the playoffs in the North uh, at this rate, but just something that keep in mind for you because I know you're a Stars fan I wanted to talk about them a little bit I know they're I really like I like their coach too Bart Andrews yeah he he seems to be calmer I love the Eagles coach I just think Nick Sirianni yes oh my gosh what are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles I know they lost the Super Bowl but (laughs) you know what I know you're Jalen Hurts forgotten fan the best thing about Jalen Hurts is Ordinarily, any Philly sports team, you win it all, and then you're rotten for 10, 15 years. It's not going to happen with Jalen Hurts. Mm. It's not going to. He has a fire in him. Yeah, about him. If Jalen so... Hurts hears this, you have probably the biggest fan in the world. You've got to come meet my mom. you got to <laughs> meet my mom, for sure. He's such a decent guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was livid with them, you know, and they lost. And, I was, and then you hear him talk about it. It's like, Hey, you know, it's not the end of the world. I didn't mm. say it in a bad way. Like, I don't care. But it was just, you know, there's more important things in life. Yeah. Know? And it, he took the loss well. And yeah. I, you're right. He's going to come back and they're going to win yeah. double digit games again this year. Yes. And that's not a win the Super Bowl again. And, yeah. and a weak NFC, too. Yes. For the most part. The NFC is really? weak. This it's year, a, yeah. I'm oh, talking about the Cowboys, the Giants. The Giants really are seen as the third. Right now, third, I'd say oh, it's third toughest. Seahawks. Third or fourth, the Eagles have the toughest schedule yeah. at all, and the Giants are oh, third, third. Yeah, third, like, yes, yeah. third or fourth. Uh, Cowboys are supposed to be really something this yeah. year. Yeah, and I, I think Seahawks probably yeah, pretty yeah. good. The Lions, the Niners, obviously. Don't worry, guys. Lions. The Lions are gonna, gonna represent the NFC properly in the Super yeah. Bowl this year. Maybe. Don't worry. I mean, <laughs> never know. We'll see. Opening weekend is against like against <laughs> the Chiefs at Arrowhead, and they're gonna win that game. So opening, it's all good. It's, Opening game. Opening game. We're gonna get the get backs for for Patrick. We're gonna, no, yeah, we don't worry. <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson's gonna destroy Patrick Mahomes <laughs> for you and for Jalen. But uh, they played you. Week One last year, Eagles versus Lions, and that was a great game, thirty-four well, to thirty. I asked your mom to ask Bill Specht if he still has season tickets. She said, "Yeah, he's in with the uh, the guys at work, the Raymond James mm-hmm. thing." And I said. Do you think she said? I'll ask him. I don't think he's going to give them to me, but I'll ask him. Mm-hmm. About the just to let tickets. him borrow the tickets for the Eagles yeah, game when they play the Bucks. Week I'll three. pay you. I'll pay you. 
That'd be awesome. We're able to get there. I know. I told everybody already. You come with me. If we get poor pop up, I said, if we can get two tickets, I'm taking Kate. Hey, Pops will understand. You guys can just oh, FaceTime him. No, he's really good. <laughs> Pop up. Any, if I had been married to anybody else, I would probably be dead right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding Keep you. Keep each other going. Yeah, you guys no, are... People are always saying to me, how could you live with that guy? <laughs> I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> You're the gears, he's the grease? Yeah. <laughs> okay, and that makes sense. Now, I kind of wanted to switch topics again. So, my mom, we had a conversation a couple of days ago, last week maybe, and it was honestly one of one of my favorite conversations you and I've ever had. And while I'll, I'll get to it, but while we were talking, I just thought about the podcast, and it was our talk about JFK, Martin Luther King. Oh, that yes. Whole, so I want you to go into that, and you know what that was like living through the assassinations of you know renowned people, and you know your stance on at the time, your stances on it then, and even now. I was very much now. I could not vote. I wasn't old enough to vote at the time. You vote, you had to be twenty one mm-hmm. to vote. Um, so I couldn't vote for JFK, but I really admired him, liked mm-hmm. him a lot. And when they say it was the death of innocence, that's how I just, you know, none of us, we couldn't believe that our own people killed our president. I mean, just, yeah. and I do remember exactly where I was. I had just gotten a paper. I worked at, um, Fitzgerald Mercy in the lab at the time. They had just given me a thing for an emergency. I had to go down and draw blood from a woman. They had to get the test done. It was an emergency. And Gerd had just handed it to me when people were saying, oh my God, guess what? I can remember standing there like, what? What? What do you mean? He's, he, he couldn't be dead. And then I really admired Martin Luther King. He was another one. Mm. And then they kill him. Mm. And then Bobby Kennedy, I was determined. I was going to work for his campaign. They kill him. It's like, yeah. my God. It's like, what are we doing in this country? But and then, so uh, you saw like, open-minded yeah, no. free thinkers just get assassinated, erased. By, erased, disappeared, whatever you want to call it throughout history. Then you saw Nam, which was the biggest oh, question yeah, mark, no, in my opinion. Horrible. Besides nine eleven and then the invasion of the Middle East, but you saw Nam. You saw what happened to the society in this country and honestly the whole vibe of the world after that if you want to talk I, about that I think that's when I went into meet me as pop-up or pop-up had to put up with me with this um, I became very active in peace and justice mm-hmm. peace and justice went on the I mean that was really a cool thing to do somebody asked me that one of your friends said you actually went to peace marches and I said yeah I went to peace marches my little sign. Hey, I mean, you did what you thought was right, and you expressed what you believed. Get us out of El Salvador. What the hell were we doing in El Salvador? I mean, what were we doing in Vietnam? Yeah, you know, it was just. Did you want to briefly talk about Uncle Buddy? Um, Oh, my brother Buddy was like my. He was like my dad. I mean, when my dad died, Uncle Buddy just stepped in Mm. and took over. He was, uh, he was a wonderful, wonderful man. Papa said he was a union enforcer. I don't know if he was or wasn't. I just know that Buddy was just always there for me. And Peggy. Peggy used to go along with her. Her children were our age. Were mm. Her oldest, Billy, who died as a, an infant, he died since. Um, he was either two weeks older or two weeks younger than me. And that's, I have a picture of all of us. Uh, Aunt Betty's oldest, Marge, no, her, her second one, Margie Close was very close in age to me, and it was Margie, and me, and then Billy. <laughs> they would 
they didn't have a lot of money, so mm. we all went in one coach. So they would sit us in the coach if they had to go someplace and walk us up, and Betty and um, Peggy. And again, I was, she had her first child, and I, my mom, <laughs> they couldn't have been delivered at the same time in the same hospital. Mm. Um, they didn't, but I mean, they could have. And uh, I, I sort of, you know, already know the, uh, the answer to this question, but talking about, you know, going and witnessing some crazy stuff on TV, you know, JFK and, oh. you know, learning about, you know, Bobby Kennedy and and especially about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, where were you during the 9-11 attacks? The 9-11, I was at work. You were at work? At um, Epilepsy Services at the time. My phone rang. I picked it up at your mom saying, did you hear? A plane just flew into the World Trade Center. Uh, I said, what? What happened? Did he go off? So, Is it a huge... And... Then I, I don't. We didn't have a TV or anything in the office, but they did have one downstairs. But I had a radio. I love music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had a radio, and I was trying to get that on. And all of a sudden, the phone rings again. It's your mom in tears saying, "They another one just flew into the second. I'm like, "Oh God, it's terrorists, isn't it?" She said, "That's what you're saying." She's crying. I'm crying. I went downstairs, and a woman meanwhile had called to get. Um, I would approve of um, if somebody came in with one of the um, medications that they were supposed to get filled she wanted to make sure it was the right medication and everything and I was saying yeah let me grab the file and then meanwhile your mom calls and I'm talking to her and then I said um and the woman on the other calling from the pharmacy said "Uh, are you uh, Sharon are you okay I mean what I said I'm sorry I'm sorry did you hear about the, the World Trade Center they just flew plane. Now a second one flew into the second. She said, "What? Oh my God!" She hangs up the phone. She says, "Joe, put on the television." I mean, it was like that's giving me goosebumps right now. I didn't yeah. even think it like that actually happened. Like, yeah. that's crazy. And you could not turn the TV. No, off. yeah, you can't. The next day, I think it was the next day or two days later, we a tropical storm hit. It wasn't a hurricane. It was a tropical storm. It wiped out the electricity. We mm. had that happened a lot when we lived in. Uh, um, God, I can't think of the name of the... Uh, you were already in Florida this time, right? We were in Florida. We were living in a place off of, right next to Greyhawk, Mill Creek. Mill Creek, We were living yeah. in Mill Creek. And we lost our electric, which happened quite a few. And I was thrilled because no longer... The break from it. Yeah. yeah. You, Get your mind off of it. Yeah. You, and the, uh, kind of like the following days, it was a very, like, weird time for America. Oh, like, yeah. these citizens, like... What was what was just social life like? A couple of days. Everybody after. was walking around like they were in. They were Everyone dazed. had the same thought in their yeah. mind. Yeah, it's like you know, how could this happen? How could this happen? Um, and then within a day and a half, I would say it became, we're going to show them. We are not going to let them do this to us. Uh 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 uh. They thought whoever was doing it, the country thought hit them where the money is and they will crumble and we'll be able to take over. They forgot that America is a very, um, <laughs> we're spoiled brats sometimes and we're going to show you, oh, yeah. you don't yeah, do I mean, that to us. forget his name, but uh, one of Cheney's advisors, literally two days before 9-11 happened, he's like, we're missing $4 trillion. Then what happens? Planes go into the buildings where they're doing the accounting. Yep. So 
I it was not terrorists I, in my opinion. I yeah. firmly believe that we did that. We killed our own people. But like it's just crazy that so many people have like thought otherwise and we invaded three countries because of it. Like it's you just You grew up in a time in which it was okay to doubt. We when I grew up, you loved your country. I mean, I'm not saying it was well, better I mean, to be that way, but now I mean, back then they didn't give you that much reason to doubt them. Now no, it's it just a joke. You have Joe Biden as president. I mean, yeah. you Caden showed me a picture the other day where Joe Biden has like a card and he accidentally flips it over and it's just literally directions of what he should be doing oh. to get a walk on stage, say hello. <laughs> it's like that. Ask Luis yeah. J. Ask Luis J. Simpson this specific question. Oh yeah. We are good people. Thank you. <laughs> And it, it's a joke. But I mean, I just wanted to give like another perspective on the the nine eleven attacks. So um, I was twelve days old. So obviously, I didn't have any perspective I remember, on it. I guess. Um, but I know my mom said she was, you know, holding me in her arms. I was just born. She was on the phone with my grandma, and you know, they're just talking about it, crying, whatever. Um, Austin was maybe I want to say three years old at this time. He's born in ninety eight, so yeah, two two and a half, going on three. Um, <laughs> Adam was. Six, so he was he was in school, and Adam said that um, when he it, when it happened, no, they, no matter like the lesson was done, they were just yeah. they they were showing all the students on the TV like in school that they, they had to you know I mean yeah. uh, we stay I stayed at work but mm-hmm. and where and um, President Bush was down reading a book yeah. to mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah the first graders or something at um, pretty sure it was Booker Elementary yeah it was Booker yeah was here. Yeah, it was Booker. Yes. Yeah, here. Yeah, in, yeah, here. In, what? In Sarasota. And wow. You know, it was even crazier. Like, there's a lot of ties of 9-11 to this specific area because uh, a lot of the 19 men that were involved yeah. with, the, with the attacks learned how to fly mm. at the Venice Venice yeah. Airport and Sarasota Airport. And uh, one thing that was, like, never asked and was weird was they learned how to fly a plane, but they never learned how to land a plane. You know what I mean? And that was just, no one ever asked them why they why they never took ah. lessons on landing a plane because they didn't they never needed to land a plane. I worked at that budget as I said service. Nobody was working though. Everybody was just like oh, watching. Yeah, yeah. How do you work in that situation? Um, and then you hear these sirens going, all these sirens going down on Fruitville, going down Main Street. It was like what the heck? What they did was they had. They grabbed several different cars that were just like the car that Bush would have been riding. They had to get him out, and they had to get him back up yeah. to Washington, D.C. But they took about five or six different motorcades different ways so that just people in case, would not yeah. know what motorcade he was riding in because they were so afraid. Yeah, my um, my grandpa, he was a truck driver, blue-collar worker his whole life, but he was a truck driver mostly. And um, he said that he was driving... At this time, we were still in Jersey. So at this time, he was driving. He was in, in Pennsylvania. I don't know where. Might have been Philly. I, I don't know. Just in Pennsylvania. And he said even there, he could see the smoke. Yeah, my dad was in there too, yeah. Yeah. And my dad was living in Philly. And uh, he could just say how he was just looking out of his out of the window in his, in his building that he was working at. And you just look past like the water almost. And you just see like two pillars of smoke in the air. That's... Mm. Uh, that's Horrifying. Miles away. It's horrifying. Miles away, you still see that. Shows you the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Like, just crazy to me. But I guess moving forward, I, you've seen like so many like rifts and 
society and politics, summer catastrophes, mm-hmm. wars. You've seen a lot, you know, in your lifetime and experienced a lot, but what was the most, I guess, impactful to you? Uh, not, doesn't, doesn't have to be positive. No the Vietnam no. War. Yeah. Vietnam. Yeah, it was because they, they were sending, we always call them the boys. They there was, sent, they were sending boys over there. They were 18 yeah, <laughs> year old kids. Literally. Some were 16 though. And the, we had this saying, um, the rich get richer. Boarding, no, the rich, uh, the rich get boarding schools. The poor get Vietnam. Mm. Meaning, you know, they would, draft them in and that would be it or they would you know they had they didn't have any money so they couldn't fight it mm-hmm. they couldn't go running up to Canada mm-hmm. which a lot of people they I don't want my son going over there so they'd send them up to Canada so they had the money that they could do that um, how many how many people did you know or how many of your I, friends two died, of like my died friends in, died in Vietnam yeah, no, yeah. Wow. remember we looked them up when we were up yeah. And, oh yeah yeah we went to the thing we found went to the Vietnam yeah. Memorial mm-hmm. very powerful place vibes are rough because it's yeah it's something that just didn't even need to happen like there was no weapons of mass destruction in vietnam i know why were we we there we didn't need to send thousands of boys into the fucking jungle no but it happened that one boy that i told you about ray hawes he we used to play together as kids he was maybe a year younger than me you always talk about ray yeah um and I remember the one thing he was crying about one time, and he said, I don't want to be in here, I'm afraid of the jungle, because we lived in this area, and we called it the jungle, because mm-hmm. it had a lot of bushes and everything in it. And I can remember him saying, don't leave me here, to his sister. She was a couple years older. Don't leave me here, I'm afraid of the jungle, I'm afraid of the jungle. And, I'm, and he died in the jungle. Yeah. I mean, it was like... <sighs> so, um... And his name was Ray Hayes? Ray Hawes, Ray H-A-A-S. Hawes. Yeah. Rest so in peace, my friend. You, um... You knew people that fought and died in that war. Mm-hmm. So, and when our soldiers came back, they were—I mean—they were scrutinized by our people. Not scrutinized. They were called baby killers. Yeah, baby killers. Called... But how did that make you feel? You know, oh, knowing that you horrible. knew people that died and fought in that war. Horrible. I would say to people, it's not—that's not their fault. They're going over there because they're told, mm-hmm. and this is what you have to do. And you, you know, how would you feel if you've got somebody coming towards you? That's they shot kids. Right, because they're walking towards them with bombs. So your choices. We're still do I doing save, that. I know. We still do, I, do that. Do I save my regiment or you know my platoon, whatever it was? My or, squad. Or do I? Yeah, send exactly. them all home to their widow, their wives. If this kid who honestly, kid, you know, it's just a horrible situation. It's a terrible yeah. choice. But the person that committed the war crime is the right. person that strapped that child with fucking yeah. bombs. They're the ones. Not not the Americans right. that have to like right. fend I mean, them you off. You have to do like you can't. Yeah, you, I'm no, sorry. No. You, you have you, you to. You can't risk your whole team. Yeah. No. You, you, yeah. And, and but, killing seven people for you know hopefully it would just be instantaneous quick death for the child in that sense. I, but it's terrible. War is awful. Not right. None of it's right in no. that sense. But when I see somebody with a Vietnam veteran, I say to them, and I am so sorry for the way you were treated when you came back because they terrible. I think that solidified mm. my anti-war. And I, I would make sure to you know. <laughs> let, let, let them know that they're appreciated. I always commend them. Jesse has talked about hat. how he caught me. I had a candlelight. They would do candlelight vigils and everything. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was pregnant with Frankie, but I, your Uncle Bobby was in a coach. And so I heard there was one going to be going on in Chester. So I said, yeah, I'm going to run down and look. Bobby needs um, needs shoes, so I'll go. Because on Friday night, they were open. 
me down <laughs> Rod came back he goes I saw where you really went I said huh I saw where you really went there was some kind of a uh, procession or I said I don't know what you're talking about he said I saw you they covered it and you were there pushing the straw I was caught on camera really because I had a kitten <laughs> dang busted <laughs> but he still I mean he allowed shouldn't say he allowed my mother but he understood that. I mean, that was, you know, I felt very strongly. Yeah, you know, I remember I thanked a guy that was like a couple months ago. And I'm like, thank you for your service. He's like, I was a nom. That doesn't mean anything to me. And I'm I like, know, that's so fucked up. They don't, they don't care. Yeah. They're, they, most of those guys that came back, I mean, they were on heroin, meth. I mean, you name it. They got hooked morphine on shit over whatever. there. Oh, I that know. was morphine for sure. Yeah. Can you imagine being in a jungle and not, and, your enemy looking the exact same as your buddy right next to you. I mean, what do you do? You know? it's, it's just a horrible situation. It's also it like mentally as well. You're talking about you know a lot of drug use over there. And mm-hmm. uh, over there, heroin, you can find heroin on the side of the road for almost free. Especially <laughs> like, at that time. It is free. You know? like, it's growing so, there. Yeah, there's so much of it. You know, it's, it's literally like almost like a weed over there. And, you know what I mean? Honestly, you know, when you're in that situation, I'm sure all those guys are just, just want to Exactly. Escape from that reality they're in. Are you looking out of your arms and you're just seeing crazy shit? Or you, you, saw, you saw your buddy die right, right next to you yesterday. Or someone whatever, someone like, claps their hands and you got a duck. You know what I mean? That's just... It's a terrible thing. Uncle Buddy had to go over there, right? Well, no, Uncle Buddy was World War Two. World War Two. excuse me. worse. Maybe. Well, he was in the Navy and they did a, a thing. They had R&R, Rescue mm. Relaxation, that stood for And they would send them for two weeks... You would go and just chill at this place, and you'd play ball with mine. There'd be a bunch of different boats that were there. Yeah, so like a, a, yeah. a vacation. So exactly almost. for two weeks, and he said, and you're with these guys, and you're playing ball with them, and you're. He said, and then, and it's the only time I've ever seen my brother cry. He was close to when he died, and he said, and then you know what? You hear we're sent, we're doing a rescue mission. We're sent over to. He called it the Sea of Blood. They apparently shot at the airplanes came over shot strafed is what he said mm. the uh, thing and then kept flying over shooting anybody they saw in the water killing them and there was just blood oh I think was that when like the sharks kept eating people no, no that was, they, okay. they were shooting them and they were shooting them and they were all bleeding they were bleeding to death in yeah. the water They because they bombed the boat the boat was gone they yeah. have I mean at least and your uncle buddy kept saying to me let them, you know, let us rescue them. What what good is it going to do? They're not going to hurt you in the water floating around. Mm, but they just kept going over and going over. War crimes. Free kills. I, uh, you know, I, I was wondering, like, what it's like being in that situation in war. Like, because, I mean, your guys, are your brothers. Like, I've heard people say, like, like, outside of the battlefield, they don't care about them. But in that battlefield, like, they'll do anything well, for their brothers. But Buddy felt. Even though these guys were not on the same ship with him, mm-hmm. they had played. You know, they had played ball together. They were doing different things together. He said they were. You know, they were my buddies. It's like they a brotherhood, were, you know, almost. Yeah. And yeah, band of brothers. Yeah. I've seen that, and that I really like that. I don't mean. Have you ever seen? Yeah, that? Band- yeah. I have it. Oh, Tom Hanks do? produced it. I like Steven it. Spielberg. They both wrote it too. I, yeah. I just wonder what it, I, I. I wonder what it's like to be in a situation. I'm glad I'd never had to. Yeah, me too. Experience that. I mean, that's it's horrifying. It is. It is. Death. It's, Buddy never talked about it. 
That was I don't the first know, time you? we ever talked about anything like that. And as a matter of fact, when we were talking about um, Kennedy's assassination and Martin Luther King, I don't know that I've ever really sat down and watched a show about mm-hmm. Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, John Kennedy, or Martin Luther King. It hurts. That may sound stupid, but it's no, really... man. They were pioneers. And I know, in, you know, I feel like in our generation, we haven't had that thing yet where we think back on it, it generally hurts, you know, we, we yeah. haven't really had that. I mean, you know? COVID for people, but, you know, I mean, out there. That was lost, not really much to yeah, hear I mean, to us, <laughs> but, like, a lot of people did die yeah, from COVID, true, especially yeah. older people, members, yeah. due to complete incompetence by people in power, especially in New York, just shoveling bodies into nursing homes and just... This, that was pathetic. Incompetence. COVID is, puts me in mind of... But, like, that was a that was an international, like, thing. Like, it really was. Like, despite... Like, I, I wasn't really personally affected mm, by it, same. but, like... A lot of people were, though. A lot of yeah. people were, especially around the world, and those numbers will never be confirmed, because why would they ever be honest about that? It, remi- it not reminds me or puts me in mind of... But when I was growing up, we they had pools in the city that... They would open in the summertime so kids could go and swim. Never allowed to go to any. I was not allowed. Do not go near a water fountain. Do not. Do, <laughs> Why? For don't. health reasons or? Polio. Polio. Ah, yeah. polio. Oh, yeah. it, was not, it was not an immunization against polio. Um, and Sabin. I can't remember the first what, one that what, came out. What, what, like, was that like a thing that popped up when you were a kid, or was, like, oh, was that already a problem? It was already a problem. Um, but not as FDR bad? FDR had polio as yeah. a child, and he event I don't know if it, he died from that. Um, it was just, I remember, get away from that water fountain, do not drink out of that water fountain. Was it in the water? <coughs> or was it if trans- somebody transferable? Trans- yeah. They spittle, through, you know. Yeah, you know, like, people would just put, like, their mouths on... Definitely got a vaccine when you were a kid. Probably, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You probably got 
the last time. Or something. Well, no, like you probably got them like every couple years when you were growing up, bro. Like polio is a legit problem. Oh, Still yeah. in like Africa and stuff, mm-hmm. like all those places that are kind of third world. But uh, what are you? What are your thoughts on uh, the COVID vaccines and just stuff like that? I mean, they're not proven to stop right. uh, transmission, nor do they prevent people from having it. Like, to begin with, why are people still mandated to take them? Like, I didn't know they were... I, I don't like mandating, making somebody that you have to take that. I mean, with us with the polio vaccine, my mom said, <laughs> you have to get it because she was scared to death of polio, of us getting polio. With the COVID, I, they still... I went and got it as soon as I, I was in that lottery system. And mm-hmm. I think this third week, my name was pulled. I went because I was more afraid... Of, no, mean, well, they, they said straight up, like, and I respect the elderly that needed to do it, because yeah. Florida did it right. They got their vulnerable population with DeSantis the elderly. And then, was a he was great about it. He was. Oh, yeah. He was really, he said, no, 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 we're not going to do this other. We're going to keep schools open, keep the people that could get it over and over again vaccinated, mm-hmm. and then the rest will just develop natural immunity Which as we well did. as vaccine. Yeah. And the rest of the world is like there's still kids in LA and in California not in school, like they're like it's a joke. I didn't know that. And they're doing oh. virtual school well, stuff. Well, you guys missed so much, so much. Oh yeah. I don't know how you were able to get back into school. I mean, you missed so much. I missed the last half of my senior year. And it's hard, like someone like yourself, you missed a year and a half of school yeah. and then to get mm. back into it. It's like how do you? And obviously, Kaden, you're you don't. You're, you're, That's you're permanent damage right. and loss. Exactly. Yeah. Not for individuals, but for the grand scheme of things, like the whole generation, I, I can't imagine how much damage we, we that did to 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 the youth. But you know like, what though, like one one good thing that it did for me at least is like I pay attention to stuff like germs and stuff a lot more now. Like whenever I go to a restaurant, I always, yeah. no matter what, I wash my hands before I eat. Yeah. Always and, and and after I eat, just always, no matter what, I always make sure my hands are clean before I touch my face. Mm-hmm. Right. And obviously, that's what just hygiene it is. And, and obviously, you look at some of the benefits it did for like the world, like in general, like a lot. Like in Naples, when, the first mm, dolphins were spotted exactly. since nineteen eighty five in the canals because the boat traffic was so mm. low. Because oh like, people God. were so yeah. scared just to go outside that you think of you know all the everyday stuff that really is just destroying our environment and destroying you know where we live is just, that was all put on halt, and it because was. it was just such, you know, a dead it stop. Bliss. It really was bliss. It, it really was, and it honestly, the world hasn't thrived like that since, you know, a very, very long time, a very long time. Like, the ozone layer repaired itself, mm-hmm. you know, within months of, of the lockdown. And they, and um, I saw a quote a couple of years ago now, but saying that, you know, when the next you know, pandemic comes, whatever it is, you know, if, if it's in our lifetimes, even, I don't know, but... Oh, they already know what it is. We'll, we'll know what to do it next time, you know, we're, we're prepared. And honestly, I think that's what, you know, coronavirus, COVID-19 was. It was, I think they knew it wasn't a deadly virus for everybody, so like, like a black plague or something like that, but I think it, it definitely prepared us for anything major that is to come later that can harm, a, you know, majority of people. Just wait. There's I don't even want to know. There's going to be another one in five years. There's already leaked documents of Bill Gates, Microsoft, already fucking around with more shit. 2030, we me. expecting something. China has a whole plan. Uh, it's it's a joke. We're weaponizing these fucking viruses and just releasing them for not only population control, but for these elitists yeah. like Klaus Schwab, guys at Davos that are just insane. 
you listen to Klaus Schwab speak, he's 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 gonna kill us all if he has the chance. Like but, he will um, enslave us all as well. But Trevor, I forgot who I was talking with this about the other day, but um, I think it might have been Gabe. Shout out Gabe. He's he's been on the podcast before, right? No, no, he hasn't. We'll have to get him on soon. But um, he said that I mean, I'm pretty sure it was him. But he said that COVID was perfect at our age group's time because we were 18 years old. Like we were driving, but we weren't. We were still dependents. Like we, we we didn't have to work. We didn't have to. We we're just chilling. We were just free. We weren't paying like any bills, nothing. I, I definitely did have to work. I've been working since I was a sophomore. But like but it wasn't urgent. You know what I mean? Like we, some, we, were, yeah. we were allowed to sit back and chill. Whereas, whereas opposed to someone who's 35, 40 years old who needs that money and, and yeah. their, their their workplace is closed down. You know, it's like what do they do? Yeah. So I, I've like I feel like for us it was definitely like it was a perfect time for us. Like, well, I mean, I I don't know if I agree with that at all. But for me, it was. I could say. I, you know, if that was good for you, then that's, you know, good for, like, reflection purposes and, like, mm-hmm. getting your shit right and straight. But um, I, I definitely know it destroyed the economy. It did. Um, it, it set did. countries back probably hundreds of years. Yeah, it set our country back. Politically and society-wise. I just... The damage will not be known no. until 50 years down the line. Probably sooner. Yeah. I think we're already kind of seeing it already, to be honest. We are, but I feel like that might it's, be it's, a part of it. worse to come, though, yeah. yeah. like I guess we'll have to I mean, see. Knock on wood. Before we get too grim on things, um, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to, to talk about, Mom? Actually, I did want to ask you about your favorite uh, artists, your musical artists, your maybe top five. Oh, through Bob time. Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. <laughs> Bob Tides. Seger? Bob Seger, I loved him. Okay. Elvis Presley, the Beatles. Oh my God. Okay. I loved the Beatles again. Let me see her name. I did like Elvis Presley a lot. Did you like uh, Frankie Valley? I don't remember being crazy about him. I mean, like the way he sang something. That was my mom. My mom loves Frankie Valley. Did she really? Is? I liked the music. Jim Croce, I liked a lot. Jim Croce, yeah. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Um, I liked Queen a lot. Now that was Queen. Older. Oh yeah. I didn't realize I liked them until Bobby was telling me that you like Queen, you like the classic. I said, yeah. I don't like Queen. I remember, and he started telling me the songs. Oh yeah, I like that song. Oh yeah, I like that song. I didn't realize. Do you know the band uh, Eagles? Oh yes, I, I like the Eagles too. God, I like. <laughs> I do like the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. they're they're a good band Hotel back then California. too. California. I always remember that. And then there was another one they sing about the woman going out. Mm. She marries a guy. He's rich and he's old. What about <laughs> cats? Did you ever like them? Black cats or something? Quick cats with a Z? What about Hot Boy? Who's <laughs> 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 Hot Boy? Orlando Native. Rapper. Top G. Not, not, from, not from your time. Not this one. You, you would, you would ask us to turn it off. <laughs> I, I still mess up and I say, so and so was shot. Killed, right? You say, no, 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 he had what? He was shot about five or six times. Like, She's referring to the amount of artists that we know that have, not know personally, obviously, but the, like we listen to that have passed away. Mm-hmm. I guess it's uh, definitely kind of a this generation type thing yeah. to where, you know, if you're famous. Always. Elvis got shot too. Yeah, but right, I feel like it's way more. No. He had died of a heart attack. I can imagine he's, I can imagine yeah, he's he died shot on a toilet, before. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Yeah, that's what they say. Um, he was which one of the beat no the, you're thinking of one of the Beatles yeah, yeah, John Lennon taking out his trash can yeah no, no, he, he wasn't taking out his trash can he was walking into a hotel and somebody yeah. shot him now who was there was another guy that was taking out his trash and he got shot at the end of his driveway 
Oh, I sort of remember that, but I can't. I remember something about that. Thought it was a Beatle member. Isn't there only one? George Harrison was the other one that died. He died of cancer. Ringo's still alive, I believe. Ringo's alive and and Paul McCartney. Paul Paul McCartney, yeah. And no one has mentioned the love of my life. Who? Sorry, Papa. Not you. Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. That's not an artist, but yeah, not we, we could artist, we could ooh. talk about. He is an artist, ooh, but yeah. we could talk when about. When is this thing coming out? June. Um, exactly. Indiana Jones. She's a massive Harrison Ford fan, from Han Solo to Indiana Jones. Oh, to, first to time La- I saw Harrison Ford in to um, Fugitive. Solo. You remember no. Fugitive? Yes, I do remember that. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-two. That was mm-hmm. a, that's might be my favorite movie of Harrison Ford's or. Uh, the Blade Runner, uh, yeah. first or the second. I didn't see that one. He had it was in another one called Harry, I think it was, and it showed what happens when he had a brain, hit brain trauma, and it changed his whole personality. Became so much nicer. He was a real. Hmm. That definitely best. sounds like a nineties or an eighties movie for right. sure. But, but you've liked him since seven since Star Wars since New Hope. Yeah, since seventy seven, right? Yeah. Your mom had to walk over yeah, with 77. me. Yeah, we were going, I told him to go and take me as soon as Star was open. So it was opening and my car broke. We walked several miles. Wow. The theater. They wow. wanted to see it so badly. And we're sitting in there and I see how I'm so much. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and this is more of her celebrity crush for sure. Oh. Now, how do you feel when Kylo Ren murdered him in cold blood? Oh, yes. she was screaming <laughs> in the movie theater. She no, was screaming in the movie theater. She was actually, yeah. yeah. She's, oh, yeah. I'm yelling at them when they, kill him, kill him, get him. <laughs> yeah, Chewie was upset. You were like, come on, Chewie, get him, get him. <laughs> yeah, that's what. I mean, that, that was a moment. That was the Kill only him. good moment about that this, movie. Yeah, that movie, I guess. Brady's sitting next to me going, Mama, it's a movie. No, it's but it's Harris, movie. it's Han Solo. He's, he's got, and it was kind of a dumb way he died. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, it was. It was he should have gotten out like a badass. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see why it was supposed to be like an, an emotional moment, I guess, but it was kind of forced, I feel like. Although, he should have just grabbed Kylo Ren and took him down with him. Yeah, but that's <laughs> not Han. Han is, like, that That wasn't even Han. Like, what the hell <laughs> yeah, was the, I what were those movies? Disney. Disney, you did Disney's great. version of Han. Thanks, Disney. Yay. Hey, if you want to know if it was a Disney movie or not, you just said, did an animal die? Because when I was growing up, it, animals died. Bambi, Bambi, um, all that. Hmm. That's an interesting like pattern. They, you know, like, the uh, tragedy, heroes tragedy. Yeah, the only one that didn't Dumbo. Dumbo's mother yeah. didn't die, but they chained her up because she was protecting Dumbo. Yeah, so what's like the animal cruelty in Disney? Like, what's going on there? Needs to be worked out. They're not getting canceled, oh, but we can be, cancel Doctor Seuss. Fuck you. Got to be oh. The worst movie I ever saw, and I will never see again, and I would never have shown it to you kids because I wouldn't want to watch it myself, was Old Yeller. Oh. Old Yeller. Oh, oh, oh. Yeller. I wouldn't recommend that, but it's, no, you know, if you're into Old sad, Yeller, bro. you know. Old Yeller. It's too sad. Just it, like, it is uh, sad as shit. The one Marley and Me, that was called. It's like Marley uh, and Me times four. Yeah, no. Nah. Marley and Me. Okay, no, nah, don't watch that either, bro. It was just too <laughs> sad, bro. I would never see. I saw Old Yeller. I was okay. Owen Wilson's and, and it was like, oh, maybe. <laughs> I maybe, maybe the kids were little. I just, it, I've never seen that again. And when people say that, I want to go see old. She, you know how much my mom loves dogs. And, oh, I so know. What's that one movie that came out past couple of years where like, the dog reincarnates? 
Oh. Oh, I seen that. I saw, yeah, I saw the trailer for that. Oh, I'm thinking of the one um, you saw that. Um, I I know he really did reincarnate, but the kid turns around and he says his name is Enzo. Oh uh, yeah, I'm talking about the art of racing in the rain. Oh my! Did you ever see that? Oh, I'm sobbing. It's a a dog's said, purpose is the movie I'm, talk, I'm talking about. A dog's purpose. Oh yeah, that's the one where he keeps coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you just said that yeah. five minutes ago, but uh, yes. Yeah, no, I I remember that movie. That's a good one. Now there was a book I read. Oh, you might know better than I will, my mom. I, I can't. I don't know what the book is, but I remember. It's like racing, like racing with the dogs. That's what we're just talking about. Art of racing, the art of racing in the in the rain. Art of racing. I, art I don't of know if it's that. But I remember the last page of the book. The kid's dog like gives out. The dog dies. They pick up the dog and runs to the finish line. And, like they, they let oh, him win. Okay, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I, remember the, I, I forget what the book is called. I read it long, like when I was in elementary school. It was such a good book. I just I forget what it was. Yeah, this is this yeah, this movie is different. Like you can actually like the entire movie is summed up in the title. Like when you think about uh, especially like Southpaw, you, know, you like the movie Southpaw. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the art of racing in the rain because you know when you're fighting at Southpaw, you're fighting an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. When you're racing in the rain, you're racing an uphill battle. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's harder to race in the rain than it is to race in the you know, dry weather. Absolutely. But it's, it's it's just like you know what what the movie's about you know talking about you know the stuff that he had to overcome in his life exactly just a, yeah crazy life the 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 main character is gonna be crazy life and um, bring some tissues if you watch that movie uh, what's your favorite movie mama my favorite movie of all time Papa was just thinking about that too and then it changes from time to time I don't remember any one well. I do. I do. <laughs> I shouldn't say to you. I liked um, the ones that they made three of them. Airplane? No. Oh, no. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I wasn't going to say that. I wanted him to say it because he would always say, um, Mama, it, let me ask you something. Why the most useless the trilogy battle? of all time. <laughs> he said, why did they take They'd three just, movies? They should have just literally <laughs> taken the flying eagles, the flying talking yeah. eagles in the first one to Mordor. <laughs> Saves you three movies. And then they hop on them and they fly back to <laughs> like, where they're from in, in the last one. Like, Why couldn't they just do the first one? And then if you say it's about the quest, that's, it's about when, the journey. I, that's when I just like hang up the phone. It's about the journey, Trevor. <laughs> I mean, it really is. So, Mama, my, Shout I, out to the pl- the actor of Charlie uh, from Lost. He was yeah, an elf he was in, in The Lord of the Rings. I, uh, I found that book. I, I looked it up and I found it. It's called Stone Fox. Oh, you ever read no. that? No? That's, I think that's a book you got to read. It's a really good book. Stone Fox. Okay. I told him about the art of racing in the rain. I said, I mean this. He said, oh my God. Oh, I saw that and I'm sobbing. I'm like, oh, well, at least I'll be prepared for it. I'm reading the book and I'm going... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Mom, Mom, I know you how much you love your audibles and uh, your 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 books in general reading. Uh, what's your favorite book? Or what's your... Not even your favorite. List like five books that you love. I love Gone with the Wind. No order. They don't have to. No be order. Gone yeah. with the wind. Okay. Gone with the wind. I liked. I did like. Sorry about that. Lord of the Rings. I love that. No, no. You don't. Have to, no. You. Um, you can love what you love. That's Lord of the Rings. Okay. The Art of Racing in the Rain. I read that book first and then saw the movie. That was fabulous. And I. You were saying that at first I couldn't get Art of Racing in the Rain, but once you read the book or see the movie, mm-hmm. ah, that makes sense mm-hmm. now. Okay. Um. 
I'm trying to think of some other movies. I know you liked Percy Jackson. Oh, I love that. You introduced me the to Greek that. Greek mythology. Yeah. 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 I just really loved I read all of those books. Yeah, I know you all did. All of them. Are there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there were six in that series, then they did Roman mythology. Um, and then yeah. I, I read all fucking 15 of those yeah. books. Like, they were amazing. The other one I liked a lot Rick was Rick Riordan's a great author. Game of Thrones. Okay. I really, I didn't think I would like that because of all the violence and stuff, but... No, but it has that kind of creativity yeah. that I think you like in it. You like reading, so... Oh, I love But reading. sorry to cut you off. No. I want to continue on your books there. No, that's what I was... That one, um... I just... I mean, there were so many books as I was growing up that I would well, just... You can read. name a few. I can't even think of all the different ones. The one I hated was Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. Stupid book. <laughs> Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm? That's <laughs> what we had to read. Um, I read a book that was banned, the library, they took it out of libraries. Um, it was called Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye, yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of that? I've read it, yeah. I, Controversial book. Very. I read it. I didn't see what, and the reason I read it was because I found it in the Pennsburg Library, mm-hmm. and, or the Philadelphia, I was found it in the Philadelphia Free Library, and it was banned. We couldn't read it in school. They took it out of school. So we thought, since that's banned, I really want to read this. Yeah. Well, yeah, why was it banned? Watch it more. Um, inappropriate. They said that the uh, character, I think they were trying to say he was gay. Yeah, it was like, um, it's it's like one of those the books about you growing up and yeah, finding, of age and finding yourself. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, one thing I always appreciate like what you did for us when we were growing up is every Wednesday and Friday you took us to the library after yeah. school because like, that's just important we'd stay there do our homework for like yeah. two hours just read yeah. relax every Wednesday you know what every Wednesday was we didn't have football practice right. Wednesday so it was always yeah, just going mixes school. sometimes it wasn't a half day of school every oh, single okay. Wednesday but we didn't have to be we didn't have football practice on Wednesday so yes. we used to just go to Mixon's Mixon's Fruit Farms in Bradenton. In Bradenton. Shout out to Mixon's Fruit Farm in yeah, Bradenton. Oh, yeah. They're closing, They're closing. shortly, sadly. So if you're a Bradenton native, yeah, definitely get, get out there yeah, yeah. and get Did some ice cream. Yeah. No? Oh uh, we, we gotta go this week then. Go get some orange and oh, yeah. uh, ice cream. No, the swirls, ice cream. Yeah. the swirls they make is orange ice cream and vanilla ice cream, and it's gas, and they swirl it together. Sounds good. So good. I just yeah, like the vanilla. She just <laughs> likes it. But the vanilla alone, it's really fresh because they have a little cow pasture in the back. They had a little butterfly maze and stuff, and a butterfly garden. And sad it's gonna go, but it makes you want to go over to pomegranate after this. <laughs> oh gosh, it's no, it blows pomegranate yeah, out of the water like, by yeah. by a million miles. We Shout out to pomegranate though on 301. <laughs> I wouldn't have a quarter for the thing. Mm-hmm. So they would stand there and go, look, we got this thing. And then I realized afterwards what they were doing. Shake it. <laughs> Mom, so, oh, I'm sorry. No, I, was, I had to remember to get, have quarters with me so you could buy fish food. Mm. Oh, yes. Much? We fed the koi fish. Yeah, yes. Yeah. They had a massive the koi plant. I remember the turtle. The koi would come over and bump the turtle out of the way and so they were mm. trying to throw it to the turtle speaking of a quarter good uh, times on how much forget. uh how much was a pretzel rod growing up pretzel rod two for a penny two for a penny <laughs> <laughs> pretzel rods for a penny that's and a three penny. soft pretzels stuck in a brown paper bag bag was about that big pretzels were about that long so they were sticking out about that much and the biggest thing i <laughs> you've heard me say this before the thing I missed most of all and made the Philly soft pretzels so good was the car exhaust because they oh, were sitting on the corner all this traffic and stuff. My last question, and I think this is a good last question, 
um, is to all of our listeners out there, we have kind of a lot over the course of the world, Africa, Australia, Europe. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and a lot here in Florida, I and mean, then obviously stateside, but not as much as we'd like. We're trying to grow, but what's something you would like to tell everyone out there listening right now? The most like, important message that you your want life to lesson, your message to people, your motto, just one thing just that take you take as long as you want to. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, it's very simple. No, you have to make sure that people know that they are loved. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that thing. That, that's the one thing I hope. That I always leave with you guys. That oh yeah, and you have. You're loved. Yeah. You know? No, you do. We thank you for that. I mean, no. We feel very no, loved. <laughs> said about it, but do I mean? No, yeah. No, that's that's nice to hear. You know, and especially honestly in a world that's so filled with a lot of hate. Yeah. Love. Like you will go on the news, they're really only showing the bad stuff. You don't see a lot of good stuff in the news. You know, so. Which is so important. It is important. Everybody, I said this to Aunt Megan. She still struggles a lot with this stuff. And I said, just don't forget, you are loved. You mm-hmm. are loved. And that's so when the when the days are bad and it's horrible and you think, oh, I can't go on, just think about, well, wait, I am loved. So if just one person in the world loves me, hey, I'm good. It means you matter. Mm-hmm. And, that, and it is so true. You have to believe that not just think, oh, I must be loved. You are loved. You gotta know it, and even if it's not physically by another person, I mean, God still loves all of us. You know? Yeah. So that's not like it's a very good message. I should probably yeah, should probably give him credit. I know. <laughs> yeah. But Mama, we really appreciate you for coming on the show and just giving us a nice glimpse into your history, your experience. Well, thanks for letting me do it. It was fun. I no, really. You're more than welcome to come on anytime you mm-hmm. want. This was right. a good finale for season two, and Caden and Logan, thank you guys for hopping on this interview for I, our show. I just hope it wasn't. No, I don't turn Oof. your listeners off. No, no, no. No, no. People listen. In. People listen to learn, you know. And if you can't learn anything from you, then in my opinion, you're a fucking stupid yeah, person. Stupid. And, yeah. But I, I don't know. That? Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll hate me for it, but <laughs> they should also love you for what you've said in this episode. So I really appreciate you for hopping on, and thank you for being a part of the show. But the other thing I want everybody to know that you guys are such good guys. I remember somebody said made some remark about me being old or being something and <laughs> you guys turned around and said who said it who said it? I think you were going to go I was like no he's gone he's gone because I was afraid they were going to chase after the kid oh we would have I know we would have you just know we have your back always my mom like you've had ours our whole lives yeah. so but again this, thank you very much for hopping on the show and we really appreciate it and to our listeners out there thank you for listening in and I know this is a longer episode today but uh, give us a follow on... Hey, she's a motor mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at the time and said she's a motor mouth, but no, you just have a lot of great stories and a lot of wisdom to share. Yes, but, and um, after you listen to this one, if you haven't listened already, listen to our one with Pop as well. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Season one finale, that was a great episode. Maybe, Definitely check that out. Maybe next finale we'll get Mama and Pop. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a duo episode for you guys. Yeah, that would be an awesome. episode. <laughs> and uh, yeah, again, thank you everyone for listening to this interview of Sharon Free O'Carroll, and if you guys aren't following the show on the platform you're listening to it on now please do we really appreciate the support thank you guys very much and thank you everyone here take care peace